I like the lo mein. You trying to split the lo mein? Or are you eating all the lo mein? You should order for me too. I know you were whatever. Yeah, what do you want? I want some general sauce with uh, pork fried rice. Combination platter, yeah, Joe. Where are you ordering from? The place off of Durham. The place hits. I don't know if it's okay. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. I want the chicken broccoli. Combo platter? Lo mein. Yeah. Chicken lo mein. Please. Um, Whatever. Lo mein. I honestly don't care, but chicken and broccoli. Like, I don't want fried chicken. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Yeah, good looks. Thank you. Uh, why not? Fuck it. Hey, welcome back to Fucking Fine. I'll see you soon. I'm your host of this lovely millennial podcast about anxiety which i'm sure we're all really excited to hear right now cc that's me hey <laughs> this is my second time recording the intro i tried to do a nice thing for you guys and record outside so you could hear the birds chirping and i somehow managed to botch it so here we go round two i uh hope you're all hanging in there I know we're we're in the thick of it. A lot of us are going through it, whether it be physically, mentally, emotionally, what have you. Um, you know, going through it vicariously for family for, through family members. Uh, it's tough. It's tough. Uh, the, the one of the most encouraging things, though, I've seen is a huge outcry for the support of mental health right now. It's difficult to be isolated when you struggle with isolation and you know self-harming or negative thoughts already so uh, I've been very encouraged to see a lot of people on the internet speak out for those people um, that are continuing to go outside and take walks I encourage you if you are in an area where you are able to go outside and not put yourself or others in jeopardy of spreading the disease do it man fucking do it I've been taking walks um I've even taken walks with friends we keep our distance we don't touch each other and I don't think it, it's a sin to do that if it's something that is going to keep you afloat. Other people are embracing this, so kudos to you all for living your best introverted lives. I am proud of you. I'm proud of all of you. I'm proud of you for coming back to listen to this. Um, it's, you know, something that's going to be talked about on the episode as it's so prevalent in our lives and it's kind of hard to avoid it as this isn't unprecedented time of chaos and confusion so you know if you're really struggling I recommend you maybe put this episode on hold but I would say skip to the last let me see here um 15 or so minutes of this episode I have some my co-host Todd and I um we this is a light episode we're not getting too too heavy into it but uh, we were talking about some culture recommendations, as I always do at the end of the episodes. So if you're looking for good mindless content, check that out. Um, a lot of people are trying to 
stay busy, keep their mind exercised. So there's some good shows that we're talking about uh, on the end. Um, I'd also recommend Shameless Plug. You check out cynicalcandor.com under the professional uh, samples tab. I think that's what it's called, writing samples. I don't even know what my own website it looks like. <laughs> it's, a, it's under the CV tab. There's a little drop down. Click on her. I got a couple of published works from my internship on the Visit Bucks County website. Uh, if you're local to the area, I published an article that hopefully will be more applicable this summer, fingers crossed, that, that we all keep doing the right thing and, you know, are staying healthy and, you know, flattening the curve, whatever, to be able to go out. But I wrote a, a cool piece on dog-friendly breweries in the area. I got to feature uh, former coast BFF Michelle's dog Simba on the top. So that was kind of like an honor to me. I think it was pretty fucking dope. Check that one out. I also have under the blog section of cynicalcandor.com a personal writing creative nonfiction prose type thing that I think is pretty relatable. So check that out too if you feel so inclined. It's a five minute read. You can read it on the toilet instead of staring at New York Times like I've been doing every morning when I get the briefs. I do think it is important to detach. If you have to delete social media, fucking delete social media. If you don't want to listen to this podcast because you're tired of being inundated with this shit, do so. But I think you still need to stay informed. Check your local news sources. Like I said, I'm reading the New York Times briefing emails every morning, so I just get a nice headline summary if something, you know, drastic is going on or whatever, I will read further, but I kind of just skim to stay informed and uh, leave it at that for this point. Uh, call your friends. Call your family. If you listen to episode one of this podcast, you know I'm not a phone person, but I've been making an effort to spend time just fe feeling out. I call it my hot girl check-in, and I've done this prior to COVID-19 shutting down the fucking world and our nation and uh i've really upped my hot girl check-in list it went from like a three person list to like a 13 person list and you don't gotta be a girl to be hot girl checked in call your mans call your theys and thems call your fucking whatever call your dog dude call your dog my dog is laying next to me right now he's been a saving grace throughout this whole thing he keeps me happy, he keeps me motivated and walking, and and so have you guys. And uh, if you're not capable of calling somebody because you're so stuck in the doldrums and you're, you, you're just going insane and feeling, or I guess that's not politically correct, sorry. You're going stir-crazy, maybe that's a better term, or you're really depressed and down and out and you're feeling isolated, um, this is my hot girl check-in to you. I hope you are okay. I'm glad you are back. And thank you for coming back because you are the reason that I am hanging on here by, by the fucking ring of Joe exotic's eyebrow I'm hanging on because of you. You're the only reason I know what day it is. You're the only, your messages of encouragement and, you know, inspiration and joy and fucking humor are, are, are all keeping me afloat. So thank you. 
you are a hot girl, whether you're a girl or a guy, whatever. You're you're hot, and I'm just checking in on you. And with that being said, you can always feel free to message me. You know where to find me, cynicalcandor.com. Uh, Cynical Candor on everything except for Instagram, at Casquita. Message me. After Friday, I'm done my internship officially. I haven't done it in a while. I mean, I did a couple of articles work from home, but... I'll be doing my final presentation, and then I'm pretty much free unless anybody needs a dog walker. So keep it in mind. If you really need to chat, I am I'm available to – I'm not going to be able to tell you much, but I can empathize, man. I'm, I, I am right there with you. My biggest concern right now currently, as the spoiled brat that I am, is that I'm going to look like Robin Williams coming out of Jumanji after this is all over, so – if you're feeling like uh, you really need your nails done or your hair done, you are not alone. I don't even know what color my hair is right now. It's like this weird purple, green, gray, brown thing. It, it, it looks like an oil spill. I can't. And not a pretty oil spill. It's like it's tragic. So you're not alone in that. Uh, oh, other content. I got in a hole today. It's called... Twitter called Perfectly Cut Screams. It's a bunch of videos from TikTok or whatever on the internet, and they all end on some sort of scream, moan, shocking surprise. It is very entertaining. I highly recommend it. No affiliation. I'm just a fan. Pretty, pretty funny content. And if you guys have any funny content uh, that you think I'd enjoy... Because I guess you know my sense of humor by now. Send it over. Send it my way. Uh, a lot a lot is making me laugh these days. And I'm taking solace in those little moments of peace. I've been sitting outside lately just for shits and gigs. I've, I really do feel like I've reverted to some sort of college-like behavior. My procrastination is up. But I don't feel the need to watch as much TV. I'm more content with just sitting. Maybe people call that meditation. I'm... Not sure that it's necessarily meditation, but it has been, uh, you know, I just crack a white claw and hang out before bed at 8.30 p.m. Because what? I'm just kidding. And my sleep set. You guys, I've seen a lot of stuff on the internet. Y'all have fucked up sleep schedules. Welcome to the club, honey. I was there right before this happened, so. All right. Lastly. It is with a heavy heart that I inform those of you that aren't paying attention to the news that Bernie dropped out of the race today, uh, unless you really don't give a shit, in which case, congrats. But I think a lot of my fan base and a lot of our generation is really fucking bummed about this whole circumstance in the midst of a pandemic, and I... uh, I know it's hard to find things to look forward to right now because you can't schedule trips. You can't even look forward to the election necessarily. So unless you're a rare Trump Trump supporter that listens, in which case, please reach out. I would love to hear from you. That would be cool. Like maybe you could guest sometime. That would be really interesting and unique. And I swear to God, I won't be a condescending bitch about it, but it would be... Uh, interesting to me to hear if you are a listener that's a Trump supporter. So yeah, for the rest of us, I'm sorry. It will be okay eventually. I know we don't know when it will be okay. 
it will be okay eventually. And it'll be okay as long as we make it okay. I think this can go one of two ways. We further divide ourselves. We treat each other like shit and are at odds with each other and are coming at each other's throats. Or we come together, we support one another. And I've seen I've seen in the past week a lot more love and bonding and relation and that's the goal of my whole podcast anyway. So I'm a big fan of relation and you know, empathy. And I think we could all use a little more of that. So maybe one good thing to come out of this whole clusterfuck of chaos is some sort of empathy for each other. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in. I know we have holidays going on right now. Passover starts tonight. Easter starts this weekend. Whether you'll be with your loved ones or social distancing, enjoy your holidays if you celebrate. If you don't, enjoy another Sunday. We're blessed to see another day, in my opinion. Whether it's scary or not, we are blessed to be here. And, uh, yeah, I'm blessed to have you guys as listeners. Again, thank you so fucking much, seriously, for for keeping me afloat. Uh, call your loved ones. Reach out. Share the holiday with them, even if you can't be in their presence. And, you know, let somebody you know, let somebody know that you care. And if you're not up to it, I care about you. I do. Sincerely. All fucking 40 of you. <laughs> All right. Here's our episode. I'd love to introduce to you my longtime friend, Todd Hayes. Enjoy, bitches. All right, I mean, you just have to say something for me. How long did it take you to get here? Uh, it was like 20 minutes, 25. That's not bad. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's why I asked if you wanted me to come over, because I feel bad that you have to come to go back. I mean, I could literally go to work in this, and it doesn't matter. I could literally drive straight to work if I have to. But. So, what are you? how are you doing the car? Like, I guess people still need cars, but, like, how is that? I mean... We're getting all six stores uh, business right now because all the PA stores aren't allowed to operate. In P- like, oh. So with that, you know, I'm getting, we already got 20 leads overnight last night. Like, so when I go to work tomorrow, like, I probably have like 40 leads to go through between three people because they only brought four of us back. So you can get cars, I guess, from the PA place. It Like, you're open, yeah, yeah. you so have way more. I can more. bring a car over. We still have a couple of drivers that are bringing cars over. Okay. Um, but... What I'm doing is uh, everything online, basically just getting all their information, filling out the DMV paperwork and all, and then from there, uh, we have like a sanitized room, or I'll do a home delivery, so we'll drop that car off right at the doorstep, have everything ready, 10 minutes of paperwork, and you're good. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. That's good, though. Good. Like, good for you. Because I was thinking about that after we talked the other day. I was like, people do still need cars. Like, if anything. Right. I know you're supposed to stay at home, but, like, the essential workers and shit. Like, if your car breaks down, you're fucked, you know? Right. I thought about it because I broke my fucking phone longboarding. Really? Damn. Yeah, I mean, I had somebody (laughs) yesterday. She had New York plates, and she really just wanted to get rid of her car because, I mean, her car's getting a little bit older, but she wanted to drive back to... uh, PA where she worked, but she has New York plates, so she kept getting pulled over. Really? Yeah. My dad just told me today you can't go to Delaware. 
because I, I had a phone call with Briley today. I feel like I'm on the phone with people all the time because yeah. I'm like, what else is there to do? So we talked for like a good 45 minutes and she was like, uh, yeah, I mean, I know like it's not, it's like frowned upon, but like if you want to come down, I'm like, well, maybe like, but I talked to my dad and he was like, they're not letting people pass the Delaware line. Like Delaware is closed. Really? I was basically. wondering if they were going to start doing that because, mm-hmm. you know, I come over to PA a lot and live in Jersey now technically, but I have PA plates. So every time I'm driving in Jersey, I'm like, shit, are they going to pull me over? Yeah. It's so I think close you're so like, close. Right, yeah. So it's like, how can they do that at Delaware? Like. Delaware is still touching what PA. And right, because people work places. I guess they stop you, and like if you have to, you can proceed. Because I buy, like, I get my gas in Jersey, I buy my vapes in Jersey. I go to Jersey a lot, and now that Jersey's the only place with liquor stores, like if I want liquor, I'm like, I have that option, like if I need to. But you really, like, shouldn't. I know you shouldn't. There are so many things, like, you shouldn't do, but. Whatever. This is the this is the fucking reality that we're living in now. So, so who are you? What's your name? I'm Todd. Um, what do you mean? What else? <laughs> <laughs> that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> How do we know each other? Uh, from high school. You know, in college mostly. Yeah, we had the same uh, geometry class. That was when we first met because you were one of the rare people that came from outside of the district. Yeah, I transferred because uh, I brought alcohol in the school the year before my <laughs> school before my my dad was like, yeah, we gotta get you out of there. <laughs> it's supposed to be like a smart people school in Philly too. Like I had to do all this testing and stuff to get in, and then <laughs> freaking Asian chick, I give her a little swig and she's acting like she's drunk. So <laughs> get, <laughs> I had to get transferred to Truman. I really didn't want to go to Truman to be honest. I don't know. I never. Are you like the same school as my dad. your life would be so different? Right, for sure. Wait, your dad went to that school in Philly, Truman. or your dad went to Truman? Yeah. Oh shit, Truman. I didn't know that. Yep. I yeah. Don't know if it was even called Truman at that point, but. But then we ended up going to college together. You didn't come to ship like at first, but I feel like that's when we really became friends. Yeah, for sure. You were yeah. one of the fuck boys that I hated. In yeah, I, was, I didn't uh, hate you. I was a wild out back then. Those yeah. were the days, though. You were a football player. I feel like it was like a, um, just like a stigma for me to not like the football boys. But yeah, typical high school BS. Yeah, that was. Those were the days, and now we got a fucking reunion. Shit's gonna be wild. Yeah, um, seriously, that'll be fun. I know. We'll talk about it. I'm excited for it. Um. So you're my age, obviously. I don't have to ask you that question, but uh, what what's your sign? I'm a Virgo. Do you buy into that? Not really. No. No, I don't even read them. Could you hand me a tissue, please? Bad cow. Um, I just have allergies. I swear to God, I don't yeah. have to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, my last. Guest on the podcast was Steve Levine. He was also a Virgo. He is also a Virgo. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a lot of Earth sign friends. Yeah. Uh, but you don't have to buy into it. That's fine. I take it with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Um, what you doing? So we talked about it a little bit in the beginning, but like your job, your life, whatever you want to talk about. Uh, well, like I said, I sell cars, doing that still. First, I was about to be laid off. So, well, not laid off. I guess they call it furlough. But Did Larry go back? 
Yeah. Okay, so everybody. Larry, Mike Henderson, and one other kid. When you Snapchatted me, I thought that was Mike Henderson. And I was like, that can't, you called him your son. And I was like, oh my God, wait, is that Sharon? No, it's not Sharon. Sharon's head ain't that big. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, we're training Mike still right now. So he uh, sold two cars yesterday, actually. So I thought he was teaching. Uh, I think he was subbing and then Uh coaching. Something like that. Yeah, he but, coached um, Armstrong's basketball team, I'm pretty sure. Right, right. So as soon as they finished their season, he uh, came on full-time. He was doing part-time before that, just training. Um, but, yeah, I mean, selling cars, and then I picked up the job at Amazon because I didn't want to just go on unemployment. Like, I wanted to keep making decent money. Yeah. And not just, you know, some government-funded shit that I got to wait for. Right. So I got the job at Amazon, working like 17-hour days right now, which is pretty crazy, but... uh, So now are you... Because when you were just Amazon, it was four days a week, 10 hours a day. Yeah, and a potential 10 hours of overtime that I could take. Oh. So right now they're doing double overtime, too, so that's pretty crazy. So you get paid double time. Right. Instead of time and a half. Yep. That's fucking sweet. Right, right. Yeah, good for you. Benefit off that. So wait, are you temporary with Amazon? Like, will you be, like, let go? I mean, it's called temporary, uh, but I can stay on if, uh, you know, they like me, if I'm doing good. Yeah. um, If I want to. But, like, right now it's basically just, you know, they can fire me at any time. I can quit at any time. And there's really no hard feelings. Right. It's just a... I think they know how everything's going in the world right now. People just need to be working and right. they're hiring tons of people every day. Um, yeah, that's why I, I talked to my mom and I was like, next week, which is this week, I'm going to apply for like a shop right, shop at home type thing or whatever. And she was like, there's Amazon. And I'm like, I can't fucking do it. <laughs> I can't work for Amazon. It's I, very mundane. Yeah. Um, Monique Reynolds would always bitch about it. Mm-hmm. Like, and I don't think it was, like, unjustified. Like, she just genuinely hated it. She did yeah. it for, like, a couple months or something. She might have been there longer than that, but she really didn't like it. And I think that I'm, like, very... As much as I use Amazon, I'm very anti, like, big corporation like that. Mm. So I'm kind of, like, hesitant to... It is crazy to see how big they are, man. Just the one warehouse that I'm in, like, alone. Over 4,000 people were working. and 4,000? Yeah, it's like... It's insane. It's like a freaking, it's a whole town in there, basically. Right. That's what I'm picturing. That's wild. Yeah. So it's pretty wild. Like, they'll, they have these little robots on the floor. I don't know if you've ever seen them before. They, like, spin around, pick up a shelf, bring the shelf to you, and people are just bringing me, like, boxes and stuff. So I watched the show 911, and they did, like, a, a spoof or something you know it was kind of like a because they play off of like current events so there was that one amazon they the the whole thing in the news was that like amazon wasn't letting people take breaks to pee or something Mm -hmm. so the dude pissed on a robot (laughs) (laughs) because he was like fuck you guys like pissed on the robot and the robot went wild and then knocked down all over all the shelves that was the premise of the whole 911 because then the rescue team goes out to like save these people from under the shelves and then they're like you call it but it's fucked but that was my only like perception but it sounds like it's pretty accurate if they're just like yeah i mean robots going around you're kind of just like in this one little spot you know it's my area is smaller than your room um i'm not really? enclosed or anything but it's just like uh shelves 
the shells come up to you, you put stuff on them and try to fit them wherever you can on the shelf. Whoa. And like, that's all I do. Like, I scan stuff, put it on the shelf, scan stuff, put it on the shelf that comes to me. If the shelf doesn't fit it, I hit this button, the shelf disappears, another one pops up. That's weird. Like I had like 70,000, if not more like $100,000 worth of Apple AirPods like in front of me. I'm just putting it's them crazy. on the shelves. It's crazy. That's also part of th- why I think I like would not like that because I'm like looking at things that I want potentially, like what? giving myself ideas I of things to buy. <laughs> like, I was like, damn, like I'm going to see so many different products over the next right. few months. Like everything from dildos to right. you know, like AirPods and, you know, they got just about everything. I mean, we don't take in certain things like certain hazmat items at our location but yeah so um, your stuff is like all prime right basically everything's like amazon prime like that's the two-day delivery situation so with my job it's not necessarily that people are ordering it right then and there they do have like these pallets that come up and those are the ones that are going to be like going out okay there's other boxes where we're just kind of stocking stuff but then they have people who... Because that's like the quick delivery situation, right? Like it right. doesn't... So they'll be like, okay. all right, um, you know, here's a thing with 30 pallets on it. These need to go within the next, you know, hour, two hours or whatever um, because they're orders that are already placed. That's wild. So, yeah, I'm literally just taking stuff out of boxes, sorting it into different shelves, like literally all I do. That's fucking... So it's really boring, but it's, you know... It pays all right. Yeah. And I mean, shit, like, you're working. I was talking to, like I said, talking to Briley today. And, like, is that your car or is it mine? I think it's my car. <laughs> there we go. Oops. <laughs> Hold on, pause. I don't I know get... why it does that. I gotta go grab something. Every time I hear a car alarm go off, I think it's mine. For some reason, my car just be going off. I'm not sure if people are actually touching my car or if it's just something wrong with my it car. It could just like, be really sensitive. Like, maybe... Yeah, uh, I might even just have something in my pocket that's, like, pressing the button, but it happens often. I don't know, though, because a couple people in the cul-de-sac have civics. Like, sometimes I'm like, that could be mine, but probably yeah. not. cool thing is every time my phone, well, every time my car alarm goes off, I get a notification. Like, if I get, like, if somebody's, like, messing with my car in the middle of the night, like... What? Yeah, my phone's like connected. Like I can start my phone or my car from my phone, unlock it, lock it. What? Did that come like that or did you pay for that? No, it came like that. What the fuck? Yeah, a lot of cars are doing that now. It's crazy a lot of the technology we're putting in cars. Just working in the industry and like seeing it every day just in like normal cars like my freaking Ford Escape. Like it's pretty crazy. Well, that's right. When you were talking about the rental that you had on the way to fucking Florida. Yeah. That thing that's, drove itself. That's fucking scary. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. And it was a Ford. It's not even like a Tesla. Like it was, it was wild. It's it's so incredible to me because I used to work at the auto body shop and I left in twenty. I think I left in twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. And there were a couple times like I would get to drive the cars around or whatever from like the back gate to mm-hmm. just park them up front. And, like, the push-to-start ones. Even my grandma's Cadillac that I drove to meet you at the park that one day. Like, it's a push-to-start. And I'm like, wait, what do I have to do? I have to put my foot on the brake? Like, Right. I would have to explain that to everybody, especially, you know, older people who have, right. like, older cars at this point. But it, it's crazy. A lot That's of the stuff they're putting in. I'm taking my grandma's car, and I'm like, wait, 
how do you work the mirrors? <laughs> like, right. I, like my grandmom can do it, but I don't have any concept right. of how to do it. But the stuff that's like changed since then, like, cause we, I was in Newtown. So mm. like people come in, we had a couple Teslas come in, like people come in with the nice shit, but like to hear that your apps are connecting and that's only been four years or so. Like since I was in that, like that we didn't have that shit then. Right, it's right. crazy. Yeah. I think That's Ford crazy. started with their new cars in, like, 2017, but, yeah, I mean, a lot of places are doing it now. It's fucking wild. That scares the shit out of me. Artificial intelligence has always scared the fuck out of me, which, like, I should probably, like, not be that person that's using the self-checkout all the time, mm-hmm. but, or easy pass, like, those things, but artificial intelligence is really terrifying to me. Yeah, for sure, I mean... That whole robots thing bringing yeah. the, the thing, like, those things could be, you know, over th- like up to a thousand pounds, I think, those shelves with all the stuff on them. Yeah. So, you know, having that, like, that replaced a couple of jobs, I'm assuming, like, you know, well, not a couple, a lot of jobs. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like you said, with the self-checkout, like, everything's becoming more and more like that. Even, like, the car industry, like, people want to go to Carvana. And stuff, but you know, we we basically do the same thing as Carvana would do, but there's actually a, a real human behind it, um, helping you out. But and that Carvana tower, like mm. along 95, is the craziest fucking thing. Like right. that is so weird to look at. Yeah. Because I bought my car back when that was like blowing up, mm. and I like looked into it, and I was like, this is probably mm. not the right idea for me because what I'm looking for and price range and loans and stuff. Um, and then they popped up with that tower like six months later, and I was like, "Holy fuck! Like this right. is a thing! Like this is a big fucking thing." Um, so I guess this will be a great segue into what freaks you out, what gives you anxiety. If you don't have anxiety, what makes you tick? What's something that's peeving you? What's? I mean, we live in a very we're living in a very tense time, obviously. So mm. coronavirus anxiety, I feel like is natural but you're working you're out you see other people so so i mean that was the thing it was like with the whole coronavirus going on i'm not even like the person who's like really super afraid of it or anything you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. i'm trying to just wash my hands and make sure i'm like not getting too close to people or touching anybody i'm not shaking hands at the dealership or anything like that right now yeah um even my job at amazon i don't have to be that close to people but the thing that gave me anxiety was being out of work because of it, mm-hmm. seeing what it can do to an economy. Like I was worried, like even if this did happen, that I wouldn't be able to sell cars because who's you know, buying a car? Right, <laughs> and apparently a lot of people, but you know, within a bigger range of you know of a network that I'm kind of working with right now, which I'm thankful for because you know other people are out of work. But sitting at home was driving me crazy. I don't know how people do it. Yeah. Like, it was just, I don't know. I'm, I'm always been the person who's always had a job, and I... You're always I'm, doing something. Yeah, I'm always out always. of the house regardless. Like, I don't just sit around at home. Mm-hmm. I like watching TV, but it's... I can only do a couple hours a day, and then I feel like I'm just, like, frying my brain just sitting there. I'm like... So, that gave me anxiety. I usually don't get anxiety, but, you know, just... And even when I came to visit you in Florida, I feel like we were like, all right, let's go to the park. Like, we were doing something. Like, let's go longboard. Let's Mm -hmm. go try this place. Like, 
Yeah, you're very moving. You're yeah, constantly moving person. For sure. I like to be around people, so just sitting in the house. I mean, I'm with my sister and her fiance right now, but it was like still like they were working and I wasn't. I'll be sitting in the house literally all day and just feeling like a waste. Yeah. So I, I hate that feeling of just feeling like I'm not being productive. Yeah. Yeah, I totally I hate to waste that. time. That's like my biggest thing. Like my girlfriend yells at me all the time because I don't ever really sleep. Like I, I sleep, but I don't need sleep. Like, mm-hmm. You're I'm like seventeen-hour days and sleeping like three hours, four hours a day. Yeah, and I've been fine with it so far. I mean, it's been exhausting just with the work <laughs> I'm doing. <laughs> but. No, that's so true. Like we'd be in Jamaica, and I'd be like, "Dude, I need to nap." <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> They're like, I'm just gonna go real quick. Right. Like, <laughs> go out to the beach. Yeah, you're on the move all the time. So I'm, I'm glad that you're working, like constantly, because that seems to be like the biggest fucking problem for people. Yeah, I'm just really trying to stack up right now and move to Florida. And you know, my goal for the year was to try to make like a hundred grand, and I was like on pace with it with the, you know, yeah. the car thing, and that kind of threw me off. So, I mean, right now, I'm, like I said, I'm doing fine with it right now, but mm-hmm. I don't know how long this is going to last for or when everybody does open back up in PA, how that's going to affect business We're going to be, t- I think we're, we're, we're going to be tanked for a long time. Um, but I also think, like, even if you don't hit your goal of 100 grand, you might, like, still be on par with that because I think pricing is going to change with mm. this you know what i mean like i don't think right. rent prices can possibly be as high anymore i don't there's so many projections of the way it can go but like you might be able to do more with less money after this right right i mean even if i hit like closer to 80 yeah you know, i'd be fine with that i'm just trying to i don't know i'm trying to start taking you know life by the fucking balls now and yeah. actually get to the point where I'm able to do whatever I really want and mm-hmm. not really be held back. Um, you know, getting older, have a girlfriend, you know, thinking about kids in a couple of years, you know, and I just want to make sure I'm in the right position to do all that kind of stuff. Uh, so I'm trying to grind it out now while I don't have kids and, yeah, you know, try to make something happen. Plus, like, I got to make that move, so. So I find it I find it so interesting, not interesting. I guess interesting that you uh, want kids, like that you actively acknowledge that you want kids. I yeah. think that that's like a dying breed for one our generation, but two, like, not that you're single, but unmarried men mm. in our generation. Like you're very family driven i think and i think that's super cool like same with tom like you guys are very like i want a family like and that's a lost thing anymore in this age of like fuckboyism men yeah. and i don't mean fuckboy to only apply to men because like right. i am probably a fuckboy by definition <laughs> but like you know right i mean like i said we're getting older so at right. this point you know seeing Tom with Ella and his girls. I and, love that. You know, Leanna. It's just, I don't know. It, like, melts my heart every time I go over there. I love going over there and just, like... Yeah. You know, just messing around with her. And I don't know. I mean, I've definitely always wanted a family. But I don't want to be so old to the point, you know, when I do have kids that 
I'm not able to do some of the things that my dad was able to do with me. And right. My dad was 10 years younger than me already at this point. By this, well, 8 years younger than me at this point when uh, he actually had me because he was only 20. That's what I think about all the time. My mom was 23. My dad was 21 when I was born. Right. Like barely, barely 21. Yeah. And I'm at the point where like that's kind of why I'm like maybe I'm... I don't want kids. And it's not about me wanting them. Like, maybe I shouldn't because mm-hmm. if I'm 28 now, I get in a relationship. I want to be in a long relationship before I'm married because I really want to know somebody. So, like, I want to date somebody for, like, a couple of years before we start thinking wedding. Right. Like, at least a couple of years. And then when you factor of the age and everything like I want to also enjoy my relationship with that person so I don't want to have kids right away necessarily Mm. so then you're looking at like 35 and I'm like okay 35 is cool to have a baby if I can physically but then you push it even beyond that and like how old are they going to be exactly will I be when they're in high school so I'm like maybe it won't happen for me but what do you mean at all yeah I'm I'm I, for so long, felt like I had to have kids, Mm. so I wanted them. Now I'm like, it's okay to not, Mm -hmm. so maybe I don't want them. So maybe it's, maybe I won't, and and that's fine for me. Like, I feel like if, if you have kids, like, being integral, like, I, as much as, like, I'm not family to Tom and Amber, like, I want to watch those kids grow up. Like, I watch them be born. I want to be there for them, like, you know what I mean? Right, right. My brothers, like, I want them to have kids so I can be there for them in a way. And, like, maybe maybe that's what I'm supposed to do in life. Although I don't believe in supposed to. I mean, that's what, you know, my aunt did, honestly. And she's, you know, happy with her life. Mm -hmm. She's got her dog and, you know, her, you know, guy she's been with forever. Um, She never got married or anything, but, you know. Uh, she's been with the same man for years and years, and um, I mean, she's just a nurse. She works her ass off, and you know, had us. She yep. basically helped raise me and my my brother and my sister. So she didn't really need to have kids because you know she, she had us. She's like my second mom growing up. That's my biggest scary thing, cause like she has you. Mm-hmm. Like when she gets old, you'll I'm sure. If you look up to her that much, you'll help her out. That's my biggest fear. I'm like, one of my brothers got to have a child. Because, like, I need somebody to... Because I look at my grandparents who are getting older, and, like, we do a lot for them. And, like, you know, the older people in my life that, like, I help clean for or whatever, like, I'm like, they have a network of younger... So I have to keep... Yeah, you like, gotta, like, make nice with them when they're young. Yeah, like, Ella Rose can come over and help right, me out right. while I'm in my fucking walker or something. Like, <laughs> I don't know. That's my, yeah. I think, my biggest fear with not having kids. Yeah, I never even thought about it that way, to be honest, but, you know, that's right. Um, it's crazy because, yeah, I mean, <laughs> my aunt's helped me so much that I, I couldn't, you know, not help her at right. that point, you know? Like, right, right. So... I mean, is Curtis planning on adopting, or is um, Cody the only shot? No, Curtis. What Curtis really wants kids. Okay. Cody, out of anybody, doesn't like. He's the most doesn't want kids person. See, and that's like my. I don't want to say my main thing, but like, I'd feel terrible not giving my dad a kid because you know just the whole family bloodline thing for 
you know, men, um, you know, you want to like keep your name alive. That's like that's true. A big thing. I know Tom kind of feels the same way. Obviously, I mean, his family's huge or whatever, but right. You know, he's gonna keep trying until he has a freaking boy. I don't care if he has six girls. <laughs> that's such a good. That's such a good point. I didn't think about that because his. Well, no, they have a, they're they're younger Brummies. Like he has um, nephews and st- yeah, shit with the sure, same last name, right? Yeah, but he okay. has a son. Okay, yeah. Well, I am the only I am the only like man. Hayes. The Hayes, you know, claim. to pass it on. Yeah. At least my dad's bloodline. I mean, there's an uncle, but he doesn't have any kids, and that's yeah. so fucking interesting because my dad only has one brother. Um, and I have a lot of pride in, in the Claire Hot name, like a lot. And my dad's brother's son is gay. Um, he's also a fucking clusterfuck. Brian, if you're listening, I love you, but I'm not adding you on Facebook. <laughs> he's a fucking <laughs> nightmare. <laughs> You've probably never listened to this either, but he's gay as shit. Will never, probably will never have children because he's just a clusterfuck. Mm-hmm. And then my dad's got Cody and Curtis. Curtis, I don't know what he would do with last names, but he really wants kids. Um, Cody, less so. But I think Cody would be a really good dad. But Cody's, like, the only fighting chance. And I think that's part of why, like, if I ever do get married, I want to keep my last name. Like, I want to pass that on to a kid. And a, hyphenated, sure. Like, I'll share it. But I do want to carry on my last name. Because right. other than that... All my dad's sisters, they all have different last... Actually, that's a lie. My dad's one sister, her kids have our last name. Um, But I don't necessarily think that her son will pass on Mm -hmm. his. So it's pretty much like Cody's the the realest fucking shot at this point. (laughs) And he's a fucking nightmare. (laughs) <laughs> so I'm like, don't procreate because we have right. little evil children running around. Yesterday, he was fucking shooting the BB gun with no BBs in it uh-huh. just to scare people. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, what is fucking wrong with you? <laughs> like, you're yeah. evil as fuck, dude. Yeah. Nah, I'm kidding. My brother's my brother's a good guy. I can't hate. Um, so anything else? Anything else bugging you out? How how are you coping? Have you been social distancing? Well, you're working all the time, so I guess that's a good... I mean, I literally just got back to work three days ago. So before that, you know, I was for the most part. You know, we hung out. We went to the park the other day, but that was like that. Plus going to Tom's house were the only couple places I went. I went to my mom's house too, so I don't know. I mean, I haven't really been getting all up in everybody's grill. I try to stay, you know, a few feet back, but who knows if that helps or not. Um... I'm trying not to freak myself out about it. You know, I'm young, I'm healthy, but, you know, I'm not really around too many older people, so I don't feel as bad. That's my thing, too. Like, I see no. my grandparents, but we're very distant. Like, I walk, I walked our dog this week. Um, I'm, like, I'm not a touchy person to begin with. Like, I don't, like, if if you're sitting in the backseat of the car... Like, I got a lot better with this, too, and now I'm annoyed because I'm, like, I was really good at this, and then I, like, had to, like, get over it. But, like, when you were sitting in the backseat of a car with somebody, like, driving, I was the person that would, like, pull as far away so my thigh would not touch your thigh. Like, I was very, like, not. And I finally kind of got over it, and then I feel like I have to reinforce the things that I coaxed myself out of. Mm -hmm. Uh, 
But yeah, like I, I see my grandma, so I'm like trying to just wave and not give her a hug and kiss goodbye. And like, but my dad is the biggest, like the most concerned about everything because of his age, but he's really relatively healthy. So yeah. like, I'm kind of very blah, say blah, but like Shelly went to the grocery store the other day and she told me how fucking weird people were. Like if you walk by somebody in an aisle, they're like, giving you looks Mm -hmm. and like people are getting turned away from the grocery stores because they don't have masks and gloves like it's fucking crazy it's pretty crazy like every time i've gone out it's been like more and more people like they started handing out uh, the face masks at amazon really yeah i mean we always wear gloves but they're different type of gloves not like they're like medical gloves we have these like i don't even know It's, it's crazy just they have their own like gloves that they order i guess and give out but I mean, people are going nuts at the stores, like, when it comes mm-hmm. down to, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, I went there, and I, I got chicken. I had two things of chicken. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, limit one right now. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. it's really being like like that. Cannot go to a freaking store still and find toilet paper. I know. We've I been mean, struggling. We've been fine with the toilet paper at home, but it's just like... What are you guys doing? You're still doing this? Right. We, it's like been weeks. We've been okay with it. It just sucks because we're the we we're like BJ's wholesale shoppers. So like you go, you get your three months worth of toilet paper right. every three months. So we were like dwindling when this started. Mm-hmm. And every I'm not I'm not bothering with BJ's anymore because they only like put out a certain amount. And we like specific stuff. We like the cheap fucking Scott one two ply bullshit. Right. Like and my dad went like last week and he was like, all they had was that Charmin, which will be gone eventually anyway. So he'll pick up a pack here and there. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, this isn't a normal even to think about that as, like, something that you have to deal with. Like, I've never... W- I never would have thought about, like, okay, we have to, like, think about how much toilet paper we're using. Like, that's why I'm, like, adamant about my tissues. Because, like, I normally would grab toilet paper and just, like, blow my nose with it. I'm like, no, we're going to stick to tissues. Like, weird considerations that you never had to have. Like, okay, now I have to go to the grocery store tomorrow to get that second pack of chicken. Like, it's... it's weird it's like annoying it's like they want us to stay in the house but we still have to eat so it's not like we're fucking going out and hunting our food like we gotta right you know get it somewhere and you know it's crazy people are putting up like glass plexiglass things between you and the cashier now have you seen that yet yeah i went to wawa um last week and i actually got two packs of vapes because i was like we don't know necessarily like when this is gonna happen again so i'm just gonna like get it you think um, we're at the peak of it yet, or you think it's still kind of going up? No. So, <laughs> How long do you think it's going to last? Okay. All right. These are three things. So, Wawa was fucking weird. They put up cones. They have the plexiglass. So, you stand at the cone. And I'm like, okay, I'm not a person that's, like, breathing down somebody's neck in a fucking line anyway. It's mm-hmm. fucking weird. But the bitch that's behind the plexiglass is moving away from the plexiglass and talking to me and it's just it's i'm like this is this really productive i guess it is if somebody's up there sneezing but i think that's strange too because as a person with frequent allergies i sneeze into my arm anyway like i always turn away like i'm not sneezing in somebody's face so i get the precaution i think it's cool like good um i have heard that it will peak mid-may somebody so hannah 
got laid off. Mm-hmm. I feel so bad. She's supposed to be my guest for next week, but I don't know if I should like keep doing. I really am like very uncertain about keeping this up. Um, mostly because I feel like I'm going to be judged. I don't feel like I'm going <laughs> to, and I even said it to my mom yesterday and I feel like really fucked about it, but fuck it. Why not? I was like, I wish that I would get it so I could have a reason to be in bed all the time. <laughs> like, right. so if I could be sick in bed, it would make more sense than me, like not being able to do anything and being in bed. But Hannah got fucking laid off. And I'm sure you listeners will hear about it more next week. But um, she went to go clean out her desk in the office. And there's only like six employees there. Mm -hmm. So her boss works from and everybody else is working from home. So she went into the office and he he is struggling, which scares me because I do my freelance through them. So I get money through them, too. Mm -hmm. But he's like kind of going down the pecking order and laying people off. He had to take out one of those small business loans with like no repercussions or whatever. And he had told her that his, I guess his theory or somebody had passed the information on to him, but the virus in the United States will peak in May. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to get back to starting to resume what we call normalcy until July. Um, I think I have two thoughts on it personally. We don't respond the way we should as it seems the president has been doing. And we keep this misinformation bullshit up and it goes on through August. Or we actually get it together, do what we should be fucking doing and June 1st will be fine. For yeah. me, it's this either the beginning of the summer or the end of the summer. But I... that And that's part of why I'm fucking annoyed with the, with the whole social distancing and yada, yada, yada. Like, I'll do it. I'm doing it. Like, we're not close. Like, I won't hug you goodbye. Like, I don't touch people. I'm right. keeping my distance, etc. But... It's not our fucking responsibility to be doing this. Like, we don't have tests. We don't have... Our fucking nurses out here don't have masks. Like, we don't have respirators. Like, can they get their shit together? Like... Right. Like, I've had multiple people I've heard that wanted to get tested and haven't been able to be tested. Like, this one kid I know in Florida was like... Like, yeah, uh, I went to the hospital after having to call them first. Because first of all, you gotta call them. Really? Let them know you're coming in. And then they kind of, you know, set the appointment or whatever. He had flu-like symptoms. They tested him for flu, came back negative. And then the, he's like, well, can I get the test for the coronavirus to make sure I don't have this shit? Like, mm-hmm. And they're like, well, have you been in contact with anybody who's had it? And he's like, well, I don't know. Like, my, you my don't dad know. works in the hotels. My mom works with people doing medical equipment every day and, like, uh, wherever. And then... On top of that, like, he works in a restaurant, so they're all essential workers. Right. Who knows if you've been in contact with it or not. Right. But it's just, like, weird. It's, like, I, I, I don't have people just coughing in my face all the time. Or like, right. I'm, like, trying to be careful about what I touch, so, like, it doesn't scare me as much, but I don't, who knows how it actually spreads if it's spreading so rapidly like this. It almost feels like it was, like, chemical warfare or something, like. 
That's weird. what. So Briley's been home and like working from home and freaking out, bored. She was like a client that would have I would have had a five minute conversation with. It turned into an hour long conversation with, and she was talking about um, the theory of which I'm open to all of the theories. But she was talking about the theory of this being chemical warfare mm. that somebody in China or wherever was trying to generate these things and it accidentally escaped and here we are dealing with it um and you know what though like part of this is so fucked up and so like unpopular opinion worthy but like part of me is like this is the wake-up call that we needed like this is what we needed and i hate it like but I guess I'm trying to make the best out of, like, a shitty situation. Like, maybe good things will come from this. Maybe we'll realize the healthcare situation is shot. I I think it is fucking incredible that we can give everybody that makes under a certain amount of money $1,200, but we can't forgive student loan debt. All of a sudden, we have trillions of dollars to help the nation but we couldn't, you know, like the, right, these right. things that are being revealed, like we can bail out the banks with trillions of dollars, but we can't forgive student loan debt because we don't have the money. Like all of the things like that that are coming out of this, I'm looking at those. Student loan debt is just ridiculous regardless. I mean, you should not have to pay that much money for schooling. Like it's, it's ridiculous how much we spend on that. And then, you know, putting an 18-year-old at the time, in that much debt, like... Are you in like debt, so? Hell yeah. I'm kind of surprised that you didn't get more, like, grants or something. Uh, I mean, my parents didn't go to college or anything. They didn't really know much about the grants and the, you know, scholarships and stuff. I applied for a couple of them, you know I mean? It wasn't like I didn't try, but I just didn't get accepted for a lot of them. They must make, like, that... Yeah, that was the thing that kind of really screwed me, actually, because, yeah, my parents made just above what it was where you're not able to get, like, certain things. That's why I got fucked. Yeah. But I'm, 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 I guess, like, as a minority, I'm surprised, not minority, I hate that term, but, Mm. like, classified minority, I'm surprised you didn't get, because you, did you graduate at the... Top, like, in the top 50 percentile of our class? Yeah, for sure. You were I, up there. I had a 3.8 in high school. Yeah, yeah, you were up there. I'm surprised you didn't get... Did you get... A, you didn't get anything? Uh, I mean, at first I got uh, a scholarship from Wesley, which is why I went there. Right. But that school was, like, 40 grand it's so a expensive. year. Yeah. So my... I got, like, 12500 and I'm like... Oh, well, that sounds great. I mean, $12,500 is a lot, but right. I didn't realize how cheap it would be to have just gone to Shippensburg the whole time. I thought it was cheap, obviously, because... But relatively. Yeah. 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 In, in comparison, like, it was like two years at, or three years at, ship was probably about the same as what I would pay at Wesley. Right. Because that, that was, I got um, 48000 for St. Joe's. But that would have been like a year and a half at St. Joe's. So I was like, I'll take the two grand from Shippensburg per semester or whatever. But yeah, 
Yeah. Student loan debt is a big fucking theme on this podcast. It's kind of all we talk about because we're all pretty much millennials and dealing with it. Right. And we're all, we're all fucked, dude. Fucked with it. I'm just trying to get on top of it. I mean, I had just really started getting back on top of my shit with it. Mm -hmm. Because I was just like, kept putting it off for like the longest time because I was making like 40 grand a year. Right. Now that I'm like, damn near doubling that, if not more, like, I'm trying to really knock it out because it's just something that just is like looming over our fucking shoulders our whole lives. All the time. All the fucking time. So here, (laughs) this is my most recent, I haven't talked about this on the podcast yet, but um, every like February, March, you have to go on to, because all of mine are federal loans at this point. I did Mm -hmm. have Discover ones. I paid those off. So... And my mom actually did help me. I will give her credit. She gave me, like, a couple grand, too. But there wasn't much. There was, like, mm-hmm. four grand or something. So a big chunk of it is federal. Um, and half of my federal bonds are fine. Like, their interest rate is really low. I can cope. The other half, they're at, like, a really high, like, 13% or something. So I went on to do my fucking, like, pay-as-you-earn because... As I've earned since I've graduated college, I qualify to not make payments monthly because I make so little money, according to them. So, cool. I'll take it. So, I I signed on to redo my thing. And for the first time, probably in four years, I clicked the wrong tab and it showed me what my interest is, like, collected. And I always say I have $30,000 in student loan debts. I'm in like 39 now. And I'm like in six years I've mm-hmm. collected. Because I really graduated with $32,000 in debt. Mm-hmm. So I've collected $1,000 a year basically since yeah. we've graduated. And I'm like, fuck, dude, I don't even have $1,000 a year to throw out the interest, let alone all of the fucking chunk. Like, it's fucking crazy. And for that was the first time that I woke up and I was like, holy shit. Just because you ignore the problem doesn't mean it's not there. That's definitely what I've learned. (laughs) I'm not going to hold you. They took my whole fucking check. Did they? They started, like, garnishing your wages or whatever? They did that. Well, not saying they took my whole work check, but they they took my income tax. tax. I was getting $1,900. They took that whole thing. I'm like. My friend got dicked with right. that. Well, I guess I'm going to start paying. <laughs> yeah. My friend got dicked with that. Yeah. But I thought, like, okay, I do the pay as you earn. Like, cool. My credit my credit score is in the high 700s. Like, yeah, close to 800. Yeah. I'm like, cool. I'm doing what I should be doing until I looked at that. And I was like, fuck. Right. Like, I'm fucked. Oh, so stressful. And we're, fu- like, well, I don't know what. You got more, I guess, with Wesley, but, like, my brother, he was a six-year graduate, so, and he did Ship, Bucks, and Temple. Like, mm-hmm. he's in the hundreds. I'm holy like, holy shit. fuck, dude. Yeah, I think I was at, like, 71 or something. That's rough. All in. I saw somebody tweeted, they were like, uh, grad school is waiving the GRE right now. You don't have to have the GRE. Really? And I was like, okay, that's awesome. I took the GRE. Mm-hmm. I was trying to go to school in L.A. I was trying to go to um, USC. 
But one of my fucking professors from Shippensburg didn't write me a recommendation, so I never got an like an answer, like if I were accepted or not. Like yeah, yeah. I, I paid the fucking about that. Yeah, I fucking paid the whole athlete. It was bullshit. I paid the whole, but you know what? Everything for a reason. Like I'm not like upset mm-hmm. about it. But I took the GRE. It was difficult. Um, I barely got a high enough score to get into the program, but I did. Um, and I have like good grades and stuff. Like, I don't think that the GRE would have been like the point for me, mm-hmm. but it was, it was, it was a lot. And as somebody who's inclined to school, like it was fucking hard, I would say. Uh, so we're waving a credential and then putting ourselves further in debt. So you're just going to have a bunch of fucking rich masters that are stupid as fuck because they didn't pass the test to get into school. Like, that's my thought. Smart people, not smart people, but people like us who are poor as fuck and that could get masters Mm -hmm. are not going to get master's programs because then they'll never be able to pay for the schooling. So you take away the cheapest element of getting a master's because it was like 200 bucks to take the GRE, something like that. Take away that aspect and you just like send people out to get their masters. Like I was mind boggled that you were removing that. None. I'm like, put the GRE on fucking line and don't charge people for it. Like so would you get a master's if you could? I just do not want to go further into debt. That's my thing. I know you just basically said the same shit. Right. Like I yeah, I'm not trying to acquire more debt at this point unless it was for free. If my company, if it were for free, it, you would go. Yeah, I don't. I don't mind going to school. I love learning new things. Like mm-hmm. I've always been like that. You know, I'm always like the guy that's in class raising his hand and answering all the questions. And I think that's why we are friends the way we are. Because <laughs> yeah. you like to you like to explore. I would say. Right, right. I mean, I like to do new stuff. I don't like to get too stagnant you know i've moved around a lot yeah just trying to do something then other than sitting in levittown my entire life you know yeah i don't mind being back right now you know it's nice being around everybody again um but you know i'm not mad that i'm moving back to florida either Yeah. yeah and florida's cool florida is fucking cool it's fucking weird but it's cool you know what I wanted to talk about on this podcast? What? <laughs> when I came to visit you in Florida uh-huh. and you had to work. I tell people this all the time because it uh-huh. makes me laugh so hard. You had to work. So you were working like we would hang out in the morning and then you would go to work at like noonish. Mm-hmm. But you worked pretty late, like till it got dark. And I was there in February. So it was like dark at like six o'clock. And I'd be like, you know, chilling in the house. And I'd be like, oh, maybe I'll go to that that park that Todd showed me. And I was like, wait, no. There's no streetlights and there's fucking gators everywhere. (laughs) Like, no. We saw how many gators and, like, crazy. Yeah, we saw, like, three of them right there. Yeah, fucking crazy. No fence or nothing. Like, they could have ran up on us. That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) I would be so scared to live in Florida. Like, they're wildlife. I got those cool ass snail shells. Yeah, I don't know where that adds in that pot, that plant. Yeah. I only had one that made it. Like the rest of them broke. But, oh, well. but I'm yeah. kind of like I love you being here. I'm kind of excited for you move, to move back to Florida so I come come back down like have an yeah. excuse. That was nice, you know, living down there. 
it's such a, a hot spot for vacations already because of Disney being there, Universal, people want to go see Harry Potter World, beaches. Cheap fucking flights. Oh, yeah, exactly. So I always had people coming down. Not that it was like every month, but it would be like every other month. Yeah. Every three months or whatever. I'd at least have like one visitor come chill. And uh, with her, you know, buying a house, like, she's going to have a nice spot for, you know, us to stay if you do want to come back down. And Oh, fuck yeah. Is um, she in Orlando? Yeah. Okay, that's good. Right, right. So, yeah, I mean, I'm excited to just be able to go to theme parks year-round again, go to the beach year-round. Yeah. Um, yeah, we were on the beach in February. Right, right. That was fucking awesome. Like, yeah. She wants to get a boat and some jet skis, too, so... That's dope. You know, that's another reason I'm trying to just make as much money as possible. I'm trying to be able to go down there and have it done right this time, rather than living in, like... A frat house? house. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the house was cool. It was just uh, not the cleanest, so... It was nice, and... Like for the time we were, that was the fuck that was the coolest trip, dude. I think about it all the time. We had an awesome crew come down for that weekend. Yeah, yeah. We had time. Like it was beautiful weather for February. Like I was laying out during the days. Mm-hmm. Like it was awesome. The only right. my only gripe was I wish your pool was fucking yeah, cool. That but sucks. but yeah. that was the that it was, was like good like a week later. Part, I know. Like, I saw you post an Instagram stories. I'm like, that motherfucker, I'm going back. <laughs> <laughs> That's my life. But yeah. that was the perfect timing, too. Like, I'd just gotten laid off. Like, that was... That what i needed but i guess that's a, that's got to be hard because your core family because that's a big thing people talk to me about like moving or whatever and i'm so open to it like i applied to grad school in california like i would like to move but i feel like with my family situation not that i can't but i shouldn't maybe yeah. you know right i mean as close as me and my family are um yeah i still like to just do my own thing mm-hmm. um you know, I come back when I come when I can. Mm-hmm. Um, my family tried us to do a family day every other month. You um, did come up a lot. How long did you live in Florida? I lived in Florida for like four and a half years. Yeah. So. And I saw you a lot. Like you came up. Yeah, I mean, at like least said, the flights yearly. are cheap. So. Yeah. I would just be like on the hunt for cheap flights, especially around like times where it was like holidays or something. Like even right. if I couldn't come up for Christmas, I come up the week before. Right. And just try to see as many people as I could. Because um, I do miss everybody when I'm, like, gone, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, everybody has their own shit, you know, their own routine, their yep. own daily thing. So it's not like you're seeing everybody every day anyway. Right. Um, but right. I don't know. It just helped me, like, when I first got done school to not get, like, sucked into any of, the, like, the bullshit here, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that I ever, like, would have been. But, you know, this area is known for... People doing a lot of drugs and yeah. getting caught up in some dumb shit or, I don't know. I just feel like every time I hear a story about somebody from here, you know, not that it's necessarily sad. my friends that happen, but right. yeah, it just seems like sad. Nobody's like progressing far enough to the point where they're like 100% happy. Like I want right. to live somewhere where, you know, I can go do the things that I like to do all the time. Right. The only thing that I can't do in Florida that I love to do is hike and go snowboarding yeah Um, but there's still a lot of shit i can go see you know there's like all those springs and shit and if you get like stir crazy it's good for you to be somewhere where you can't do everything all the time so you can go to those places like you know 
If you, because it, it, it's the situation where like if you have a pool, you never want to swim in it. But right. when your friends have pools, you always want to go swimming, right. kind of thing. Like, I feel like, yeah, I think I think Florida's good for you. Yeah. And especially mm-hmm. somebody who wants to be active and out all the time, like you don't have weather constraints, like you can constantly do whatever you, right, you know. Right, exactly. Like when I was down there, I was playing basketball once a week. Like got involved with like a whole group of friends. Like I have plenty of friends down there too. Mm-hmm. It's not like I'll be lonely, you know, being down there. Which is, you know, if if she wanted to move somewhere else other than somewhere I just was at, like I'd probably be a little bit more, you know, weary about it. Yeah. You know? Not that, you know, I don't love her or anything. Like, I, I, you know, would follow her if, you know, we wanted to. But I wouldn't be as happy doing it. It'd be it. scary. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't want to, like you said, go stir crazy. Um, but, you know, yeah, I got, you got a, a whole group. network down there. You mm-hmm. know, that can go. I know the restaurants already. Like, right. Get my season pass back to Universal and Disney and just right. do that. You know, have friends come down. Right. All right, well, this is the last portion. What you been watching? What you been listening to? Reading? Anything? Uh, I've been watching a lot of TV. I uh, I just started Scandal, so a uh, really good show. I don't know if you watched that. I did watch Scandal for a little bit. Um, my ex was really into Scandal, and I would watch it, like, sporadically. Because it was the Shonda, so it would be, like, Shonda Rhimes does Scandal, and Grey's Anatomy. Grey's Anatomy and How to Get Away with Murder. murder. Yeah. So we would watch them. Um, she's so good but at, like, at writing. Yeah, it's she's insane. incredible. But Carrie Washington was Scandal, right? Yeah, yeah. She's fucking amazing. I just started a new show with her called um, Little Fires Everywhere on Amazon. Okay. Reese Witherspoon and Carrie Washington like pitted against each other. It's uh-huh. 90s. Very good. It's it's today, but it was based in the nineties. It's very interesting. But um how many seasons of Scandal are there? Uh I'm honestly not even sure. I literally just started like I'm only on like episode three or four, something like that. It might even be five or six. I was just sitting there. Yeah, you're you know, like what zoning out. <laughs> um but yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um I watched uh Tiger King after you told Did me you? to. So <laughs> That was funny as shit. I'm loving all the memes I'm seeing online. Like everything makes so much more sense now. Like after actually watching it. Did you see the pictures I put on Facebook of my face blended with the tiger? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I cracked myself up so hard doing that. I was that like, fucking this... bitch, Carol Baskin. <laughs> Carol Baskin. Carol Baskin. I looked up drinking games to play to it. I'm like, you'd get fucking smangled after Boy. episode one. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? So good. Well, yeah, I think she killed her husband, though. Fucking you think bitch. so? Uh, yeah, I mean... I'm super 50-50. How did he just disappear with no trace? He's loaded. He was loaded. That's where I get hung up on it. Because I'm like, part of me is like, you could have gone to Costa Rica, right? And like lived out your life. But you got money in the bank. So like, unless you have money on offshore account, like... Because that would have been traced or whatever, right? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, did she lose any of her net worth when he left? Like, well, she took a lot of his money because in the will, he she was like delegating things to the kids and then taking yeah, so things then away. How from is the he kids? surviving besides you know that you know unless he's like you said transferring that money? But I don't know. Just the nah, she had to have killed him. Yeah, I, mean, I think so. When they were interviewing the 
I forget who they were even interviewing, but when he said, oh, well, if I can get away with this, then, uh, you know, it'll be all good. Or, yeah. Know, it'll be the greatest thing ever pulled off. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. The I lawyer or whatever, dude. She found out. She was, you know, you know how women be going through phones and all that stuff. Yes. She found that shit out and was like, no, you ain't about to pull out on me. Like, <laughs> if you do, I'm going to make sure I get all the money regardless. But Yeah, she found to the Tigers. Yeah. I thought that was interesting, though, because I listened to the podcast, the Joe Exotic podcast. It was over my dead body season two. And he... Seems a lot more likable in the documentary than he did on the podcast. Like, everybody's like, Teen Joe or whatever. And I'm like, no. No. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about how many tigers were shot. Like, we didn't mm-hmm. get into these things that are, like, deeper or whatever. Was he shooting them because he couldn't feed them? Or was he shooting them because they were sick? I don't know. Because people take their dogs out all the time and shoot them in the back of the head. Did they-, they still do that? Yeah. I always think about... Rachel, uh, my ex. What? Dad really? that shit when Rachel. the dog is too old. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Rachie Pagey. A little spot out in the mountain. You, know, you ever go to her house? No. Oh, man, you missed out. She had a nice fucking house. Like, right behind her house, there's, like, this mountain. Really nice spot. We should fucking hit her up one day. <laughs> Just go, go take a hike with her, because they have this spot, right? There's... A little cliff. I don't know if I Snapchatted you or sent you a video of it back then, but Probably. there's a little cliff you jump into, like a little basin, and there's a waterfall that runs off the top of it and the bottom of it. And you're I swimming just, around this little swimming hole. I would love to get back together with her. If you're listening, Rach, Hollich girl, <laughs> <laughs> we're out here quarantining. Invite <laughs> us over. Um. So Tiger King, anything else you've been watching? Um, listening to I need some new music recommendations I mean I'm always up to date with new hip hop but I don't know if you'd like some of it I how do you feel about the new Drake song uh I mean I think he did it for TikTok but yeah right <laughs> yeah you've seen everybody else dancing he's like alright let me uh make some of these motherfuckers could dance to board in the house and seriously make a bunch of money off of it real quick smart that's a, the first thing I thought when I saw this. I was like, you're just making up some weird dance thing that people right, can right. do on TikTok. Like, right, exactly. Well, something like popped up, I don't know if it was Twitter or Facebook or something, and it literally said, like, they're already saying that Drake's new dance is going to be a TikTok viral thing. A couple million, like, things in the next couple of days. Like, yeah, I'm sure. Everybody's doing that switch, switch one already. Yeah. <sighs> probably why he's like damn i'm making money off this song that i did fucking years ago like right was it you that posted the one of the dudes in jail um did you see that one where they were doing that? Nah, i don't think so, <laughs> so <funny. laughs> how are these motherfuckers not getting popped for having a phone in jail it That's was insane. so funny um i started kidding on I think it's Showtime. Mm-hmm. I watched it on Hulu, season one, with Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. It's like Mr. Rogers type shit. Yeah. That's been very interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't normally watch it. I think I'm just super bored. But I think it was a really cool role for Jim Carrey. Because remember when he came out with that superhero movie and he didn't do the sequel because he like freaked out about it? 
The it was superhero movie. Which one was that? It was like a, a spoofy superhero movie. Um, fuck, what was that called? I feel like I know what you're talking like about. Like Ellen Page or something was in it. I feel like. Yeah, I don't know how you even watched it, but I remember seeing commercials for it. Now that you're talking about it, I didn't watch it either. But he like had it like a conniption about doing the sequel because he was like super anti-violence and stuff Uh so i feel like this role in kidding is like super appropriate for him because he's like not condoning the the character that he plays doesn't like condone using bad words and like if why use a bad word when you could use a better word and stuff like that so i feel like it's a it's a really cool role for him but that's been that's been fun and light i'm trying to watch like light shit. Did you watch uh, Lock and Key? On Netflix? Yeah. No. You should watch it. It's, it's on good. my list though. I think you would like it. Yeah? I didn't think I was going to like it just because I didn't, I don't know, whenever I look at Netflix, I just kind of scroll through shit and Same. I'm like, this doesn't look fucking good. Let's but, put on The Office. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Lock and Key, really good. It's like... Did you watch The Umbrella Academy? Because I feel like they're similar. I don't think that I did. Do you, do you know good. what the basis of Lock and Key is? Uh, no, give me, well, give so, the listeners a summation of it, I guess. Basically, there's this family, like, something happens. Um, I'm not really giving away anything by saying the, the father was murdered by this, like, kid. Okay. He was, like, a counselor at a, a school or whatever. Um, so the family, like, moves away from Washington and goes to this house that the family owned. His, his father... His family owns this house. It's like this huge mansion. Almost looks like a, uh, what's that scary show? American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. Kind of like that house. Mm-hmm. Like it's pretty big. They go in and uh, weird stuff starts happening. Like this, the, the kid starts finding these keys and they're the locks. They're, the family is the locks. That's their last name? Yeah. Oh, weird. So... This kid, like, hears this lady, like, whispering, you know, to him by this well and just tell him, like, yeah, if you find these keys, like, in the house, like, they're going to be whispering to you. Um, Creepy. They all have a special power. So each key that they find throughout the house, all the, the kids hear it. The mom doesn't hear it mm-hmm. um, because she's not actually a lock. The father was. But it's cool. Like, I don't want to give right. too much more. that makes sense. But you okay. know, one key, like... The first key that they show you is a key opens up a door and you can literally go anywhere. So he like was like, I want to go to the, uh, the ice cream store. Mm-hmm. He turns the key into like the door like and right there. And it's just like, And he walks into the, the store and he's, he's like, can I get a vanilla ice cream? Interesting. And he walks out of the closet in this fucking house with an ice cream. And you can do that to like any key. Interesting. As long as there's a door there. Like he tries doing it for his sister and... Going into, like, the Eiffel Tower, but, like, there's no door at the Eiffel Tower, so. Right. But all you gotta do is, like, think about where you want to go, turn the key, boom. But there's other ones that are really cool, too, like. I'm in for it, dude, because I just watched this movie called Room on Amazon Prime. I pay for the, um, Shutter subscription, because I love the fucking horror movies. But the movie Room, they, this couple buys a house, um... In, like, a place... I I forget where the house was. It might have been New York or something. But they're, like, Belgian. Like, they're foreign. They have, like, accents. So they're not... They're in some strange, random place. They buy this house. Um, They call the electrician to come because, like, the the lights keep flickering or whatever. 
and they have this whole weird old like ancient system in their basement or something mm-hmm. there's this one room where you say what you want and the room produces it like anything so i guess all right this is probably a spoiler alert but like their one big thing is like they want a kid so like They fuck around and they get, like, champagne. They get money, whatever, whatever. And then they ask for a kid and the room gives them a kid. But, like, one of the, like, the byline of it is, like, you you ask for something, but do you really want it? Like, it was very, it was a very good movie. Very interesting. But same premise of, like, opening the door for wherever you want to go. I'm into that. Right, right. Because there's always, it's like monkey's paw. Like, be careful what you wish for, you know? Yeah, like, there's another key, like, just, I mean, it's not really giving away too much, but you put the key in the back of your neck, and you can go inside your, your, your head, basically. That's crazy. So you go in there, like, the, the kid that does it the first time, like, he, like, your, your body appears again, like, behind your body, you see your body, like, right there, and then there's, like, a door or some type of entranceway, you go inside of there, and then he had, like, games in there and like candy and you know look like a little kids whatever you think about yeah so like the girl went in there and inside of her head and like takes out her fear so you could take things out of your that's crazy or add things in like this kid was throwing books in so like he could actually like impress this girl and like tell her all these facts about england or whatever because she said she liked england what a premise yeah Ugh, i wish we could do that yeah but there's like the, I would the, be brilliant. <laughs> lady that was whispering to the little kid is like trying to get the keys from them. So she's like, I don't know what you would even consider her like a demon or a, just know, evil, like, nefarious yeah, in nature. Like a, uh, yeah, an evil person who is trying to get these keys from them. But hmm. like, you know, fucking around with them, like starting fires and crazy shit. Like, it, it's cool. You should definitely watch it. Yeah, I'm done. That's probably like one of the coolest the shows I started watching. Besides, so I, I watched like this other, like car modification show. I forget what it's even called. Um, it's on Netflix though. Um, like Gotham Garage is like the garage they're doing it out of, and just being in the car business now and like, I don't know. I just I, I appreciate cars a lot more after yeah. seeing that. Like, and what they do to cars like is insane. Like. They can basically make anything out of a car. Pimp My Ride-esque? Yeah, it was like Pimp My Ride, but, like, they have, like, a really, like, beautiful chick who does, like, uh, the engines. They have, like, a dude who's, like, a master mechanist. There's this other dude who, like, just, like, is really good with, like, taking a saw, a buzz saw, and, like, cutting the roof off a car and, like, stretching That's it out. That's cool. Like that. But they, like, basically trade up. So they'll, like, buy, like, a $500 car from a junkyard. Mm-hmm. Um, that might be something that, you know, is either special to them um, or they'll buy one. I mean, usually the first one is just, like, something they're going to sell for, like, a good, like, $30,000 or something. But mm-hmm. They pimp it out. Like, they took, like, a beetle, like, an old, like, beetle. It was, like, all messed up. Yeah. Stretched it out, took off the top, made it into, like, a hot rod for this show. But they'll do that, and then they'll... Uh, They'll take that uh, and either sell it or they will, well, so that one was like a side project that they did just to make some extra money for their other project. Yeah. But the, you know, after like 
after they find a car for somebody and make it all up, they'll be like, all right, well, you have this and this that I want, or just one car. And, like, trade, like really kind of? And it'll be another piece of shit car, but they'll, like, take it and, like, it'll be, like, a 1970s, like, or a 1920s car or whatever, and just, like, revamp it. Like, yeah. Make a, a, whatever they, the customer asks for out of it. And then they don't take any money. Like, they'll just trade that nice-ass car for these cars that look really shitty and then build it up until they have a car that's worth about 100 grand. So I am, like, I weirdly have always been infatuated with cars. I think part of it is, like, when I got, like, I always wanted my license. That was, like, the big thing of independence. But I'm also, like, more, I think than the average female, like, into cars always mm. have been. Um, like, I don't like new shit necessarily, but, like, I appreciate the work and the time. And I think part of it was the auto body shop. But, like, even before the auto body shop, I, like, I feel like I know a little bit more. Because, one, I think I'd like to know. And my brother works on cars, but, like, I like to know how to do things. So I like to understand the processes, mm. like, that are happening. But there's a dude across the street who's got this old fucking car. And I've Googled shit about his car before. He's got mad cars. They're all covered now. But, like, for a little bit, I could see them all. And he's got this one that's got to be, like, 60s at the latest. Like, mm-hmm. 50s, 60s. And it's kind of like that, um, uh, not El Camino-esque, but it's got a bed, but it's not a truck. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, it's weirdly... Like, it's got, like, the the cab and a weird truck, but it's painted, like, two-tone. And he definitely took it out to Carlisle because that's, like, the insignia on it that he mm. would go to these car shows. Um, but I've always wanted to restore a nice, dope, like, 1920s, 30s, like, old rider and, like, mm-hmm. put a new engine in it, like make it modern but have the body style be super and i always think like if i ever make money someday like i'm loaded like yeah. i will fucking restore it i would do that shit right. what's it called i w- i'm super into the show oh uh, i'd have to look it up let me see if i could find it on netflix actually i don't even have netflix anymore it's a netflix show though yeah um let me see i could still look it up I'm all about that though restoring old cars mm. especially because when you drive over one of the bridges from jersey to philly and you look down, that's a car lot of all the cars that never mm-hmm. sold that they're going to take to the fucking junkyard. Like, they just compact them. Like, right, right. And I'm like, we're producing all this bullshit when we have cars that we could restore right now. Right, right, for sure. It's crazy what they could do to them, too. Mm-hmm. The, car, uh, the show is called uh, Car Masters Rust to Riches. I'm all about it. You should definitely watch it if you're in the so cars because it's just insane to see what they can do to, like, this old car. And you're like... Wow. It's super pimp my ride vibe. I wonder if yeah, that's why sure. I liked it too. Holy shit, that that's like dope. Shit. Yeah, that's like a Ford model drawn. That's cool as fuck. And I don't even want something like that. Like I want something practical, but I appreciate that shit. Right. That's cool. I love Sundays in Pennsylvania and New Jersey because you can drive around and see people like one motorcycles, which I also appreciate, but two, like yeah. people just riding like they're like Weird cars that you could not take on 95, but you're just out on a joyride. Like, I love that shit. That's awesome. 
I, that's like Jetsons looking, like right. Fairy's Basemobile. That's fucking cool. I give people so much credit. That's awesome. So I have. Yeah, let's do. They made it into like a Hot Wheels car. That's fucking crazy. So I've been watching this show on HBO. Have you ever seen High Maintenance? Um, I started watching it, and honestly, it just. I, I couldn't really get too into it. No? I'm surprised. I, mean, I, I, I was watching it, like, at work or whatever. Like, just, I, try, I put it on, like, once or twice. It was either, I was always either too tired or whatever, but I don't know. Like, the, it was just, like, super slow. It's very like, weird. Days. Some episodes are flat. Like, you're yeah. just kind of like, yeah. okay, that was an episode. Some episodes are good. The first couple seasons are, like, really good. Like, he breaks his arm. Like, shit happens. Like, it's crazy. This season's been really weird. Mm. Like, focusing more on the anthology part of it, like the other people. So I'm interested to see how they end it. But that dude is the dude. Like, I feel like he's one of us. Like, he's our friend. Like, he's our drug dealer that comes over and is like, here, here you go. Here's the indica. All right. Yeah, sure. I'll have some of your fucking crockpot meal. Like, (laughs) it's a great. I love that show so much. Yeah. I'll have to give it more of a shot if you're saying it's pretty good. Because, uh. I enjoyed it. The first it. couple episodes, like, threw me off. Like, they were, like, doing meth and shit. I'm like, it's what crazy. Is going on? Every episode <laughs> is different, and that's why yeah. I like it. I like That's very, like, American Horror Story seasons in an episode. Because, like, not, you could watch any episode, and it doesn't have to correlate. But right. I feel like in the end of the season, they bring it all back together. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy that fucking dude. The dude. He doesn't have a name. Like, they don't ever name him. I also think that's fucking cool that they don't ever say his name. Like, it's just, like, the dude. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, brah. Like, you never know the drug dealer's name, which I think is fucking awesome. Yeah, that's smart. Did you, I mean, I haven't watched this in a while, but have you watched Black Mirror? Yes. Yeah, Black Mirror is kind of, like, the same thing. Like, every episode is different, but, like, it doesn't come together. <laughs> so do you remember, like... Well, this might not apply for you. I feel like guys were way different in high school. But I remember, like, being in high school, middle school, and, like, you would find a band that you really like, and you'd be, like, annoyed when other people started liking them. Like, you're copping my swag, bro. Like, you mm. like them now? Like, what the fuck? Like, you're a biter. Like, I was like... I feel like guys were, like, the opposite. We were all just listening to fucking Little Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Me and Michelle were talking about how... um Frank would drive Michelle to school and they and James Schmidt they would all like smoke blunts and shit and really? like listen to Little Wayne because that's oh the time that album came out. Yeah. Like six foot, seven foot. We put that shit on last Can night. I tell you, I had no idea motherfuckers in high school were smoking weed like that. Neither did I. I mean, I knew, but like I didn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah I felt like I was so oblivious back then about that type of shit. And I'm like. Did you smoke weed in high school? No, I didn't. Not until after freshman year of college. That's when we became friends. After. Through, through, through Mary weed. Jane. <laughs> <laughs> Dead ass. You, I, I smoked weed before you? Yeah. That's wild. Yeah, I didn't smoke for the first time, was after freshman year of college. So I was already at Wesley and then came. I think I had started smoking with Tom and shit, like, that summer. Well, yeah, because you, like, lived there, right? Through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was always, like, in his garage, back in the garage days, but that wasn't until after freshman year after that I actually fr- started smoking. That's crazy. Um, but, yeah, I mean, before That's that, I, I ate those brownies at senior week, but 
That was about it. And uh, that's different. That's a I different. I think the first time I ever smoked was with my boy AJ down in Florida, which is uh, funny. That because he was your roommate, right? Yeah, he's my roommate freshman year, college, right. and he was always smoking and shit. And like, I'd be like, "Ew, dude, you fucking stink!" Like, he's fucking. I remember at one point he couldn't <laughs> find weed and he was smoking that fucking Spice or K two or whatever fucking oh shit my was god. back then. Oh my god, shit was stupid. But what was I saying before this? Weed. Yeah, I just smoked with uh, AJ for the first time, and then uh, I mean, yeah, that's how we. That's how we like really started becoming more friends. Was. I would go to your house instead of smoking in my dorm because we weren't allowed to smoke in the dorm. Yeah, because I lived in Bard. Yeah. I'll never forget. I still, like, in my mind plastered are, like, the pictures of me with the gas mask on. (laughs) (laughs) Right. We we had, that was an awesome 420. We baked brownies. Nate came over. Nate's doing dope art. Art, I have his uh, sticker right on my fucking thing. Oh, shit. I I ordered stickers from him. There's one on my laptop. Um, we just, like, chat on the Instagram, like, occasionally. Mostly, like, he makes cool stuff, and I'm like, that's fucking dope. Like, I like that yeah, a lot. Yeah, like, or like cups and shit. Yeah, and he'll, like, ask, like, would you order this? Like, fuck yeah, that's awesome. He makes cool mm-hmm. shit. Right. But that was a great, great fucking time. Ugh. As much as I hated my life then, I would go back to it in a fucking heartbeat, dude. We yeah. had great times. Yeah, we did for sure. I, I definitely miss college and, you know, actually just not having to, I mean, I still worked in college and shit, but Same. I wasn't working nearly as much um, compared to as much as I was chilling and just burning it down with the homies. It was just the best part that, like, you could fucking walk out of your door, even senior year when I lived so far from everybody, like, so far. Like, I could walk places. Right, like, right. I could go see you guys. That was the best fucking thing about college. Yeah. Like, you always had friends. Like, Rachie Pagey and I would watch American Horror Story every fucking Wednesday. Or, like, mm. you know, like, we... Oh, my God, it's going to snow. I'm coming over. Like, like, oh, my God, it's a nice day. Let's go to Richard's. Yeah, <laughs> like, anything, dude. Ugh. Tuesdays, we were always going to, what was it, dollar drafts? Dollar drafts, wings. Wings yeah, were so yeah. cheap. Right, right. <laughs> God. All right, well, this has been an awesome episode. Blessings. Do you want to tell the people who you are, like, where you are in social media? You not about that? You got anything to plug? Uh, I mean, Todd Hayes on uh, Instagram, you know what I mean? Not really uh, much of a tweeter. I just kind of retweet shit. But, you need a car? Yeah, if you need a car, hit me up. Hayes at carsense.com. I'll hook you up with a, a nice, reliable car. No dents, no dings, no scratches. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> All right. Bye. Thank you for listening. Hang in there, bitches. I'm going to say bye. Peace.